You are listening to a new season of Sweat and Tears, where we tell you about the journey of Rizk Gizeni from his native Tunisia to promoting the great Ali in Singapore and other crazy adventures around Asia in the 70s. This is episode one, Youth in Tunisia, Big in Australia. Welcome to the first episode from this new season of Sweat and Tears. Let me start with a confession. I'm a terrible dancer. I don't think I ever danced in my life. Sad, I know. That's why I find people who enjoy dancing, especially in public, fascinating. Rizgi Izeni, the hero of this podcast, had a fascinating life, made of different careers in many countries. But more than anything, he was a dancer at heart. He danced on the ring, around it, in business, in cabarets, and often with wolves and all sorts of shady characters. A quote often attributed to Nietzsche affirms that those who were seen dancing were thought to be insane by those who could not hear the music. That's probably true of Gizeni. He always took the path less walked and wasn't always understood or rewarded as he should be. Riz Gizeni was born in a small village of Dahmeni in Tunisia in the 30s. In 1957, at the age of 23, he started his professional boxing career in France, like many Tunisians in these early post-colonial years. His first professional fight was a win against Germain Vivier, a French boxer in the city of Avranches in Normandy, his own Normandy débarquement in the professional boxing world. After a few fights in France, Gizeni felt he could dance elsewhere, so he started traveling and fighting around Europe. First, he went to Spain, where he had his first high-profile fight in early 1959 against Fred Galliana. Galliana was a Spanish lightweight champion, 30 fights undefeated with an impressive 95 wins record, something you couldn't really compare to Gizeni's meager 16 wins and three losses record at the time. The fight happened in Madrid, in the Plaza de Toros de la Ventas, a 23,000 people iconic arena in Madrid, that is, as the name suggests, a bullfighting arena. To everyone's surprise, the young bull managed to defeat the Matador. Gizeni kept traveling and headed to Rome next, where he faced another champion, Mario Vecchiato, in December 59. The fight was even featured in the weekly sports recap broadcasted in Italy. Al palazzetto dello sport a Roma sono di fronte i pesi leggeri Mario Vecchiatto di Udine, campione d'Europa della categoria, con scarpette nere, e Ghizani Rezgui di Tunisi. L'incontro non è valido per il titolo. È un combattimento a sorpresa, poiché non era nelle previsioni che si trattasse per il nostro pugile di avversario scorbutico. Invece il tunisino, sfruttando tutto il suo mestiere, può all'inizio tener bene testa al campione europeo, costringendolo a impegnarsi a fondo. Despite the fight not awarding any title, Ghizani put on a good show and was even described as corbutico, grumpy or tough. The Italian champion, Vecchiato, won by points, and Ghizani kept traveling, this time heading back to Spain. Fred Galliana, the Spanish champion, wanted his revenge after Ghizani put an end to his undefeated run. So the two men met again, same place, Plaza de Toros de la Ventas, and this time, Fred Galliana got his revenge. The newspaper Sevilla Diario de la Tarde, in its edition of 18th August 1960, published a half-page interview of Galliana, where he talked about both fights. Galliana complained that he lost the first bout because he wasn't really in a good shape, but finally got his revenge in the second one. The fans, according to Galliana, weren't really happy with the show offered to them, but he couldn't understand why. He essentially blamed Gizeni for that and accused him of refusing to fight on multiple rounds. This double encounter with Fred Galliana would be the last fights Gizeni would ever have in Europe. Right after that, he decided to go dance on rings in the far, very far east, Australia. Little is known about Gizeni's choice to move there. 
but Australia was a great sports platform in the early 60s, right after hosting the 1956 Olympics, as told in this propaganda film produced at the time. The Olympic swimming pool will be of novel design with unusual cantilevered grandstands. No wonder it arouses such interest in Melbourne, for swimming at the city's beaches and pools is a top favourite sport. Sport. Australians with their sunny climate have unrivaled opportunities for outdoor sports all the year round. On November 18, 1960, Gizini won his first fight in Melbourne, as reported by the New York Times. Rizgi outpoints Copeland. Melbourne, Australia, November 18. Gizini Rizgi, Tunisian lightweight making his Australian debut, outpointed Auburn Copeland of Flint, Michigan, in a close 12-round bout tonight. Rizgi weighted 134.5 pounds, Copeland 134.75 pounds. Gizini's fights were reported a few times in Australian newspapers, while not being exactly sure about his citizenship. For example, the Canberra Times, in March 61, titled Tunisian in Points Victory, an article about Gizeni's win against Aldo Paravizani in Melbourne. The same Canberra Times, in May 61, headlined Frenchman outboxes Canadian about Gizeni's win against Eddie Batty. Gizeni's time in Australia was productive. Eight wins, two losses, a record that allowed him to be ranked number two in the lightweight category. But beyond his fights, Gizeni had a type of encounter that would repeat itself in the future. He met a flamboyant character from the horse betting scene in Australia, who briefly became his manager, George Edson. Australia's horse racing in the 50s and the 60s was a flourishing business that attracted punters, gamblers, and a lot of cash. Let's watch Australia's richest horse race, the Ahern Memorial 10,000, which brings 45,000 people to Doonbin Course, Brisbane, to see the mighty Burmbra, Australia's champion racehorse. There he goes to the starting post. George Edson, or Hollywood George, as dubbed by the press, was a celebrity in the scene. He was famous for his white suits, betting every penny he had, winning big, losing even bigger, and also being shot twice in front of his home, and surviving that. The Canberra Times reported in August 61 the meeting between the two men. George Edson, formerly a familiar face on the racetrack, has turned his interest to boxing and will manage Tunisian lightweight champion Gizeni Rizgi. Edson said today that he would back the lightweight for a thousand pounds to beat former world bantam champion Jimmy Carruthers, who is making a comeback as a lightweight. If the Tunisian won, Edson would give the thousand pounds to charity. He said he would act in an honorary capacity as Rizgi's manager. Why did Hollywood George venture into boxing? Most probably because he got banned from the racetracks by the Australian Jockey Club the same year. The ban was only lifted 13 years later. Meanwhile, different reports tell tales about how he used to sneak into the racetracks and get people to place bets on his behalf. It goes without saying that the promised fight between Rizgi Gizeni and Jimmy Carruthers never took place. Gizeni left shortly after that and went on dancing in different rings in Asia. He first stopped in the Philippines, the country that produced the best Asian boxers way before Manny Pacquiao. After a quick stop in Thailand, he spent a few months fighting in Japan, in the iconic Korakuen Hall in Tokyo. Maybe the most amazing thing about Gizeni's short career as a boxer is the fact that he almost never had a manager, a coach or any sorts of entourage. He was a lone boxer, traveler, adventurer, exploring the world, one fight at a time. Gizeni put an end to his nomadic boxer life in 1965, when he went back to Australia and New Zealand for a few last fights. He lost his very last fight against David Floyd, an Australian lightweight boxer. The fight wasn't really pleasant to Gizeni. According to the Canberra Times, a small crowd of about a thousand braved bitterly cold conditions 
and saw Floyd punish Gizeni with savage right blows to his head and chest. Gizeni lived up to his reputation as a spoiler, and referee Vic Patrick had to work overtime keeping him off Floyd. In the final two rounds, Gizeni made a belated attempt to compile points, but could not catch Floyd, who compiled an impressive score early in the fight. It was time for Gizeni to finally hang up his boxing gloves, but only to put on a different kind, those of a showbiz entertainer. In the next episode, we will tell you about Gizeni's adventures in Vietnam and how his path crossed once again some colorful characters. Stay tuned. <laughs>